Hello and welcome to Sonographers Spill the Tea, where we're here to discuss all things ultrasound, particularly safety in sonography and cap the caseload. We're here to uplift, educate, and foster a community of wellness and realness in ultrasound. And you'll get no shortage of real talk from me, your host, Joanna Hall. Disclaimer, real talk can get explicit at times, so this podcast may not always be suitable for tiny human ears. Now, let's get into this week's Tea in Sonography. Hey, 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 happy new year, Team Sano. Welcome to 2022. It is my sincerest hope that when you rang in this new year that you were able to do it in a way that offered oxygenation and vitality, feelings of restoration and hope and optimism that we're going to have an extraordinary year in 2022. I know that for the last couple of years, that seems like a little bit of a stretch. It's been really difficult navigating working in the healthcare sector, um, specifically in the diagnostic medical sonography community. We've had multiple ways we've had to pivot to be able to do our jobs effectively where there is not a space to social distance when you're directly involved in patient care that occurs over long durations of time. So it's been really hard to be known as an essential worker. We put that pin on a couple of different industries this year that we finally gained some really good recognition and appreciation for, um, for industries that didn't really get that level of respect and value like growth grocery bag workers and our teachers, our sanitation workers. So we've gone and added this essential verbiage to these jobs. And that's something I hope doesn't go away as we go forward um, and continually um, put new titles and things on people. But as we hopefully get out of this entire pandemic situation that we're living in um, and get back to whatever that new normal is going to look like for us all um, as a people, as a planet, um, as an industry. One of the things we've had to kind of compensate for this year is also being a frontline worker. That's something we've, you know, usually reserved for our military and for the thought processes of war um, and having to fight, right? Sonographers are frontline workers, just like the nurses, just like the doctors. Um, we're right there with our patients. They're breathing around us. Um, this happens for long amounts of times. So we got to touch them. There's mucous membranes, fluids, you know, there's all kinds of things that you got to do in sonography. And that's what this episode is going to focus on. I kind of want to take out all of the infectious disease processes. I want to take out the injuries that we're dealing with with the body. Um, you guys know safety and sonography is my jam. Like that's what ultra safe ultrasounds does. That's what I am an ally and advocate for every day in our industry is safety in sonography. And let me tell you, we've made 
excellent strides thus far. Okay, we have seen um, the content that we put out be reproduced and disseminated among the firms and different other organizations. That's been really humbling to see. Um, we've been able to make great progress with OSHA. I don't know if you guys have taken a look at their e-tool lately for sonography, but it is not what it was last year when we first connected with them and met with them. It was like this sad little page that had like a couple of paragraphs and it hadn't been updated or even reviewed since 2008. While I'm here to update you in 2022, um, we had such a great chat with them yesterday. We were on the phone for like 90 minutes. Such a good conversation. But if you go and look now, there's a beautiful sonography e-tool that has multiple drop downs, great information, much more comprehensive. And we were so thrilled to see that. So we just want to continue to do good work so that the resources and the action solutions are there and readily available for sonographers for our industry but before all that safety and sonography stuff happened like what is it like to be a diagnostic medical sonographer not a lot of people understand what it is that we do um, being called a stenographer can be a little bit irritating sometimes because we don't work in the courtroom but I'm just here to spill some tea on what it was like pre-pandemic like without all of the extra involved so that you guys can get a good idea if you're not into ultrasound or you're not a sonographer what it's like for a sonographer and then of course if you are a sonographer or maybe you're a student training to become one or you're going to be on the job training you want to be in this modality um, you can relate to this a little bit and probably find the humor in between those moments where um, if you don't laugh you're going to absolutely have a leaky face because you're going to cry because my goodness ultrasound is just not what people think it is so that's what we're going to do we're going to dive into the acute care setting sonographers can scan or serve in a couple of different arenas right we can do it in an outpatient setting which means like a doctor's office the OBGYN's clinic maybe sports medicine maybe you're in a vein center or a vascular lab maybe you're in an outpatient imaging center where they kind of do a little bit of everything over there maybe you're in a vet's office maybe you work in the school um, there's a lot of different places that you can scan but we're going to talk about the hospital because the hospital aka acute care it has your patients come from a couple of different areas so you wind up getting a little bit of the different types of clinical settings in one space so there are inpatients outpatients and ER patients that a sonographer can be responsible for taking care of that are in that hospital space. Your inpatients are going to be the ones that are already in the hospital. Like they're there, they're getting treatment, um, and there's a slew of reasons why they would need an ultrasound. The next one would be your outpatients. And your outpatients are the ones who have an appointment. They come in and, and they have been referred to the department to get an ultrasound, you know, or maybe a procedure, whatever it may be. Those are the ones who have an appointment and they come in. 
The third one is the ED, the ER. These are the critical patients. These are the ones that have to be seen on a quote unquote stat basis, right? It's like, oh my gosh, this is emergent. You need to come see them right now. Um, the problem with that is that when everything is stat, is anything really stat? So you have to be able to triage even the stats that are coming through the emergency room because it's not necessarily always a first come first serve and even though that seems productively intuitive um, for a healthcare provider, you have to be able to know where to go at the appropriate time because not everybody's situation is going to require um, that absolute urgent triage to the top of the list, if that makes sense. Um, so when a sonographer comes in for their shift, um, the first thing they're probably going to do is attempt to put their bags down before the previous shift on slots them with everything that happened the night before or the day before or whatever previous shift just happened um, and lets them know either one of two things and the sonographer is always wondering is it going to be one of two things right we expect one or we hope for one but we expect the other which is they're going to be informed that their list is clear and this is what happened and there's nothing to do and and relax until that first patient comes through and you know you can do some deep cleaning and some other um, tidbits to the job because it's not just scanning there's so much more to it than just the ultrasound or they're going to tell you everything that's been left over and why so <laughs> which one you're going to get when you walk in and eh, you know a little bit of prayer you know, looking outside at the weather, you know, when it's snowing and raining and ice and sleet, you could be like, nobody's coming in this weather. It's going to be a calm day. Um, but don't say that out loud because if you do, more than likely, everybody's going to show up. So um, you have those thoughts quietly and privately to yourself, okay? Because if you speak it, you're going to manifest it. And we all know how that works. That's like going to do the last patient before your shift ends. And you're like, I'm going to just do this one real quick. And that's the one that has all the pathology or something you have never seen before or is just being completely combative or they're up in the ICU. You, like you go ahead and pick a reason why that last exam you went and said you was going to do it real quick and you shot yourself in your crocs because no that was not real quick 90 minutes later you don't ever say that out loud right <laughs> so um sonographers we we deal with patients from different spaces and different areas so after we actually take a look at all of the patients that we may have on our list just from when we step in, right? You got to put your things away, maybe go put your food in the fridge, um, and then open up your workload and see what your work list is like and see how many people are in the hospital that need an ultrasound. Is L&D popping? Are there a lot of patients up in labor and delivery? Because if there are, you can probably guess you're going to end up over there at some point in time. Um, you take a look at what the ED actually looks like. How many patients are there? How many are in the waiting room? How many have the nurses seen? Uh, you know that's going to be coming through. You take a look to see who's on your schedule for your outpatient. Do you have um, any procedures today? Are you double booked? Is 
your abdomen patient who is supposed to be NPO, which means they're not supposed to eat anything after a certain amount of time. There should be nothing in their stomach, right? They usually say don't eat after midnight. But if they're scheduled at three o'clock, do you really think that they're gonna come in with nothing in their stomach? So then you're like, oh, who scheduled this? So <laughs> you have to kind of take a look at what your day is going to look like because as soon as you size it up, um, be ready for the printer to go off, for the phone to ring, for something to go down where you are either going to be bringing a patient to you in to your room on your bed where you've cleaned up and gotten ready for their exam or you're gonna unplug your machine wrap up the cord and get ready to go on a journey of diagnostic medical ultrasound adventures and those adventures can lead to so many different floors they can lead to the ICU they can lead to oncology they can lead to telemetry they can lead to L&D they can lead to all of these wonderful hallways that are lined with patients who need ultrasounds for a multitude of reasons. Now, most people get the most familiar with ultrasound through obstetrics, right? That's how I learned. I got pregnant with my teeny tiny little baby who's 13 years old now, Lord. Um, and I was amazed. You had me at hello. As soon as I saw that you could take pictures on the inside of the body through ultrasound, I was like, how do I do this? Where do I become this person? Um, it was for me instantly. Now there's more to that story and I'm not going to dive into it. But those of you who know a little bit about my story know that I owe the sonographer who did my first scan, um, pretty much my first pregnancy scans, that I owe her an apology. And she was in Boynton Beach, Florida. So if there's any sonographers who worked at Bethesda in 2008, if you wanna uh, give me a call, I got, a, I got an apology for you. But anyway, aside from that, after we've taken our portable adventures, um, you can bet when you get back down to the department and go to hand in your studies or write up your impression, maybe you need to go talk to the radiologist and say, hey, listen, Joe Schmo over here has X, Y, and Z that I see. So I just wanted to let you know preemptively uh, before you call me and say, hey, what's this, that this is what I think it is. Now, we don't diagnose, okay? Sonographers don't go to the radiologist and say, this is a diagnosis. Does that happen? Like, do we have the knowledge and the thinking and, and the training to know that what that diagnosis or that differential diagnosis could be? Yeah, absolutely. And it makes us happy to be able to discuss those things with, uh, with the radiologists and other sonographers and other physicians. Do we discuss those diagnoses? Absolutely. But do we provide them? No. And we do not decide them. We give our impressions. We say, hey, listen, Doc, this patient has nausea and vomiting. She's got some right upper quadrant pain that's been radiating up to her right shoulder around the back. She's about 40 years old. She's, 
a Caucasian woman with a history of gallstones. Um, upon today's examination, it's revealed that the gallbladder is now completely compacted with stones and is uh, sonographically showing a West sign, which is a wall echo shadow sign. It's a terminology that we use to just descriptively characterize what that feature looks like for that anatomical part of the body, which is the gallbladder. If you have a business, you need a website. What's the best way to get a website up and running? Choose a website hosting company that makes it simple, like Pair Networks. Pair has over 20 years of experience managing the entire digital ecosystem for thousands of online businesses all around the world. Pair makes it easy for you with do-it-yourself website building tools and features, including simple drag-and-drop page design and they have guaranteed US-based support technicians ready to help you whenever you need it, 24-7, 365. Right now, when you sign up with Pair Networks, you'll receive one free month of web hosting. See for yourself how easy it is to build your website for free. Visit pair.com free to get your first month of website hosting for free by using the code QUICKSTART. That's pair.com free, promo code QUICKSTART to get started today so we would speak to them like that and let them know this is what we see this is what we think but never is the sonographer going to make that choice but the fact that we have these real mid-level practitioner conversations with our peers um, is something that I think really sets sonographers apart from other imaging modalities or other technologists. Um, sometimes people don't refer to a sonographer as a sonographer and they'll refer to them as a technologist. Now please don't refer to us as technician. Sonographer or ultrasound tech should not be known as a technician. Uh, if you're going to say ultrasound tech, um, know that that tech stands for technologist, okay, not technician. So because we're able to really interact in such a collaborative way with physicians, um, nurses, PAs, uh, other members of the, the healthcare team in, in that critical role for the patient, um, sonographers are just on another level when it comes to imaging. They're on another level when it comes to their level of expertise. That, that, that It's pretty comprehensive. Um, I'm not sure how that changes between the, like, the training in a formal educational setting and the training you get on the job. But I know going through formal education and going through a program, it was one of the most onslaughts of information that I had ever received. Um, ultrasound school is incredibly competitive and incredibly hard. So to get through that already kind of sets up that person for the kind of healthcare provider that they're going to be. Because just to get there was like, you know, tooth and nail and competitive and I've got to do excellent on my prereqs and I've got to do excellent on my entry tests and I've got to do excellent in the program and then I've got to do excellent on my board and I've got to be excellent all the time and and you wind up developing that cloak of resilience and strength in sonography um, but know this it is that exact same mentality and that exact same 
gun-ho attitude that's going to get you hurt in the industry as well. So that's where, you know, we provide that other uh, level of your training um, to make sure that you are comprehensively trained and cognitively aware of what will, not can, but will happen to your body in diagnostic ultrasound when you are applying and absorbing force into your soft tissues. So it's really, really important that you don't just hit the ground running and go, 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 go and scan, 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 push, 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 because you're going to be out of the game about as fast as it took you or as long as it took you to get in, you know, it takes a couple of years to get in. It's going to take about that long to get out when you start to become symptomatically in pain because sonographers are gun hole providers. We love what we do and we are trained to just handle business, but it is that exact same determination and drive of excellence and value that actually winds up getting us hurt. All right, so picking back up, because I can get off on a tangent sometimes. You're done talking with the radiologist, right? You're done doing your portables, maybe procedures, whatever it is. You're done with your shift. Um, Now it's your turn to be the person who hears the next shift coming in. (laughs) And you get to either uh, tell them that, hey, this is what happened today. Uh, We cleared the list, so you're able to sit down, take a breather before your shift starts or you are going to be the bearer of bad news and make them hear the one that they're dreading to hear which is listen uh we went upstairs you know patient over here was not able to get the carotid because the nurse was in there and asked us to come back and we tried to go three times to this patient up in the ed but they're filling up their bladder because they're of a certain age so we have to make sure that they fill their bladder because they don't want to drip an iv so they're just drinking water and then and this patient over here is going to have, you know, surgery at 8.30 and, you know, we wanted to go see them beforehand to do any pre-surgical exams, but the nurse said, hey, the patient's sleeping and we don't want them bothered, so unfortunately, now you have to do it. And so there's a slew of reasons of why things would get left behind and nobody ever wants to hear it and worse, nobody wants anything left behind that really isn't explainable, like... If the person who left something is completely blowing smoke up your ass and you know that they spent more time dodging the exams than actually completing them, then that's a different story. You you kind of take the information a little bit differently because you know that this person could have gotten these things done, um, but also came up with a reasonable excuse on why it wasn't. So sometimes it depends on the information and the messenger and the circumstances. And But for the most part, nobody really wants to be the bearer of that bad news, that there's still something that has to be done when the next shift comes in. And that's whether it's the day shift or the night shift, because each of them have their own shit show that they have to deal with. So it's not necessarily a better or not better shift. Um, It really just depends on the flavor of the sonographer. You know, not everybody wants to work in a day shift and not everybody wants to work overnight, you know, so it just depends. But there again, there's just so many ways to serve in sonography. And so in 2022, as we get an influx of new sonographers into the field and we're trying to keep the ones that are already here and who've been veterans in the game with this amazing 
amazing expertise that's in their brain. We want to keep them, right? We don't want them getting burnt out and leaving the industry. Um, unfortunately, that there's a, a nice revolving door that's starting to revolve a little bit faster in this industry with the introduction and persistence of this pandemic and injury and exposure and all these things that just really don't optimize str and and a good mindset and a, and a strong physical body um so we really want to make sure that this year that the stage is set for safety so i implore you that this was before pandemic status too like going forward to really make sure that you are mindful of your scanning in acute care anywhere really not even just acute care but anywhere I don't care where you scan I don't even care if you're not diagnostically scanning if you're just therapeutically scanning 3d or 4d babies for keepsakes please also make sure that you're optimizing your ergonomics and your biomechanics to make sure that you're not hurting yourself with that equipment all right we gotta make sure that we optimize our str right our soft tissue recovery because as we continue to go forward in this gun-ho attitude which is great for our patients right and and great for ourselves like we're like yeah i got this and every time you successfully scan a new patient or you find some pathology or you save a life man i gotta tell you there's no better positive reinforcement that brings you right back to work the next day but you gotta take care of your bodies guys come on we are just absolutely killing it out here and this industry is gonna go boom in the next decade okay during this pandemic we got point of care ultrasound we got wireless transducers we got telehealth which i'm sure they're gonna start finding a way to incorporate an ultrasound eventually but i gotta tell you we have to make sure that as we're going forward with all these new bells and whistles and a bunch of new students and folks are going to wind up coming into this industry that we're trained the right way to make sure that we have good cognitive efforts to create appropriate dynamic behavior that is not going to get us hurt on the job okay and not everybody has stepped up to safety and sonography there's still plenty of offices out there and hospitals that have the most patients and patients aren't exactly shrinking i'm not sure if you guys have noticed people are getting bigger okay so that's that's very hard on the body of somebody who has to push down on it and also absorb the force from that if you know a sonographer i i would reckon you know somebody who's got shoulder pain uh, neck pain back pain wrist pain arm pain uh, because that's just kind of sadly enough is almost like it comes with the job um but that's part of the work that we do because that should not be part of the job right this shouldn't even be part of my discussion and and this shouldn't even be coming out of my mouth and anybody who's listening to my voice who agrees with me you should not be identifying with me on this like this should not be a thing um and for anybody who's learning this like what really i didn't know yeah there shouldn't be anything to know um but unfortunately there is it's an industry that's riddled in injury but it's also full of the most passionate providers that you're gonna find in healthcare so I just want to shout out 
everybody on Team Sano who is still showing up in 2022 for their patients, for their doctors, for themselves, okay? Please show up for yourself. If you get nothing else from this episode today is that in 2022 in healthcare, it's not just about patient care. It's about provider care. It's about showing up for yourself because to effectively and efficiently take care of another human being, you got to take care of home first. You have to give yourself permission to take the time that you need to feel good, to take care of your mind and your body and your spirit. You can't work from an empty cup, okay? So that means stretching yourself, strengthening yourself, and not just in the body, but in the mind. Find space to meditate. Find time to listen to yourself. Breathe, okay? It sounds so beautiful to actually hear the sound of your own breath when you're not out of breath or anxious or having shallow breathing. I mean, when you're taking those deep inhalations, those breaths where you can just feel all of that oxygen just infusing into your soft tissues and filling up your lungs and then breathing. It's really an important thing to do and something that we all tend to overlook very easily. The simple, simple act of actively breathing. Okay, so do me a favor, take a breath, okay? Have a great 2022. We're here to continue to optimize safety in sonography all year long. This is Sonographers Spill the Tea, and we are here to be able to build the bridge for safety in sonography and have great conversations, great engagements about the things that matter to us most, which right now is safety, sonography and our wellness okay you guys take care and i will see you in the next episode of sonographers spill the tea thanks for listening to this week's episode of sonographers spill the tea if you want to continue to get all of the tea in sonography make sure that you join us on all the social platforms go ahead like comment and subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast from and visit us on our website ultrasafeultrasounds.com where if you're needing any services in sonography such as staffing or safety i'm your girl I'll see you guys next time on another episode of Sonographers Spill the Tea.